Welcome back to Go Gaddis Real Estate Radio right here on AM 920 The Answer. I am Cleve Gaddis. In this segment, garage sales, how do you prepare for them and are they worth it? Also, the pros and cons of a reverse mortgage. In many cases, people have never heard of a reverse mortgage, but we're going to explore what is a reverse mortgage and does it make sense during this segment. Don't forget, you're listening to Go Gaddis Real Estate Radio, where we help listeners go from real estate novice to experts, so home selling and buying can be done with total confidence. And without all the worry that's typical with life's biggest investments, we want to connect with you, and it is easy. Just visit gogaddisradio.com, G-O-G-A-D-D-I-S radio.com. You can ask questions. You can make comments. You can push back. You can share your ideas. You can request your neighborhood be featured on our neighborhood spotlight, and you can subscribe to our podcast. Who doesn't love a good garage sale? How excited would you be if that $1 fine turned out to be worth a heck of a lot more. I think that would be amazing if you, as a bargain shopper, went out and and looked at garage sales. Marcus in Snellville wrote in saying, October is typically the fall month when yard sales or garage sales are held. Are they worth the hassle of getting ready for one? Do you have any tips for those of us who like to have them and also visit them. I will tell you right now, Marcus, I am not a huge fan of garage sales. I tend to be more in the in the camp of let me donate the things that I do not need so I can get rid of them quicker. Um, but I have done a couple of garage sales in my life. So here's some tips for having a successful garage sale. Every time I think of a garage sale, I think of the quote, another man's trash is another man's treasure. And I think that might hold true. I wonder how many of our listeners purchased a dollar item in a yard sale only to find out later that it was worth a lot more or a cheap item at a garage sale. It'll be interesting to hear listeners share stories. Hosting a garage sale is a great way to make some extra cash while clearing out all of your unused tools and toys and more with inflation high and prices every single day on the rise. Many are looking for ways to make some extra cash. And who couldn't use more cash these days anyway? It all starts with good signage which might include some of the items you're selling and the time frames for the sale listed out on the signs. You might want to block off the driveway to keep those early looky-loos away until the garage sale starts. Organize your items by category and group bulk items together, maybe a table with three for $5 books, for example. You can also set up a $1 table for quick and easy selling and create kits Uh, with miscellaneous items like a crafting kit with various DIY supplies. From a pricing standpoint, garage sale pricing can be tricky if you don't know where to start. For items of value, check the selling price on a website like eBay. Don't look up what somebody has it listed for. Look for what it actually sold for, and that'll tell you what its market value is. It's interesting. Uh, In general, prices should be 10 to 25% of the original cost of the item. Writing price points on a piece of tape and adhering it to your items with blue painter's tape will help avoid damaging those items. Very important not to put tape that ruins the items. And stick to your start and stop time. The experts seem to come early uh, for the best items to buy, but the bargain shoppers are looking to buy more items for a lesser price. Let us know on Go Gaddis Real Estate Radio. If you're an expert at running a garage sale or finding a bargain one, we'd love to share more tips with our listeners in a future show. Uh, what's so interesting, in fact, as I, as I thought about looking online for the prices of items that have sold on eBay, I thought it sounded a lot like house shopping. 
you know, uh, looking for houses and then looking around to see if you can figure out what the homeowner paid for that particular house. Um, this is a great time of year for garage sales. I think homeowners, this is going to sound terrible and judgmental when I say this, but I think homeowners tend to collect too much stuff in their homes. And one of the things that I've tried to do over the last couple of years is, and, and if you came to my home and looked around, you would say, well, he's not, he hasn't done a very lousy, he's done a lousy job of purging unnecessary items from his home. But I've really tried to get rid of the items in and around my house that I do not use. I think we uh, are a culture um, that collects more and more and more and more. And if you don't relate to that or that's not you, then forgive me for describing all of us that way. But the reality is, I think we all probably have a lot more than we need. And it has been almost cathartic for me, um, almost like some therapy, to go through and get rid of the things that I do not need and then to attempt to try to live a way less cluttered life. I don't know if that makes sense to you or you can relate to that, but to live a way less cluttered life just feels good. If you've just joined us, you're listening to Go Gaddis Real Estate Radio right here on AM 920 The Answer. I'm Cleve Gaddis, and we've got an article from Business Insider which covers the pros and cons of a reverse mortgage. If you do not know what a reverse mortgage is, it is a mortgage where the mortgage company pays you instead of you paying the mortgage company. Now, let me let that soak in for just a minute. It's a mortgage that works in reverse. So the payments go from the mortgage company to the homeowner and not from a homeowner to the mortgage company. A reverse mortgage is the type of mortgage that lets you take equity out of your home. They are insured by the Federal Housing Administration, by the U.S. government, if you will. And to get one, you have to be at least 62 years old and either own your home outright or have a very low balance on your current mortgage. They can be useful tools for seniors who want to stay in their homes and turn their home equity into cash. They can use each month. And there can be some pretty significant drawbacks, though, to these type of mortgages. So how do they work? When you get a reverse mortgage, instead of paying a mortgage bill each month, the lender pays you, like I mentioned. You can receive your mortgage funds in the form of monthly payments, or you can get an upfront lump sum or get yourself a line of credit that you can spend just like a home equity line of credit. Once you sell your home, move out, or unfortunately die, the loan will become due and need to be repaid, typically out of your estate or using the proceeds from the home sale. The most common type of reverse mortgage is the home equity conversion mortgage, an HECM. It's a reverse mortgage loan. It is where you're taking the equity in your home, and the lender is either loaning you up front a, 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 an, a, a, an amount in advance or at the beginning, or you are getting monthly payments. So let's just say you had $200,000 in equity in your home. The lender is going to agree that we're going to pay you, and I'm just making a number up, 600 bucks a month every month for as long as you live. And if that 600 bucks a month every month for as long as you live actually exceeds the amount of equity you have in your home, then they continue to make those payments to you as long as you are here. Um, you don't typically make any monthly payments. Instead, when you sell your house, your estate will typically pay it off. If you borrowed, for example, a total of $200,000 and a home that ends up selling for $180,000, uh, you wouldn't owe the $20,000 difference, as we just mentioned. With a reverse mortgage, you'll only owe what your home is worth at the time that loan becomes due. It allows you to stay in your home. In many cases, seniors have to sell their homes and move somewhere else. Uh, 
have to sell their home and move in with somebody. They've got equity in their home, and they sell their home, take $200,000 in equity using to pay the bills. This allows them to stay in their home and have some additional income on a monthly basis. It's also tax-free money. It's not considered income, so you won't pay taxes on the money because really you're getting a loan from someone, so it's not income. you got to pay it back. So there are no tax consequences on a reverse mortgage. You need to make sure you have enough equity. You'll either need to own your home or have at least 50% equity in your home. You'll have to pay some closing costs. These are cons. You'll have to pay some closing costs and some mortgage insurance on the loan. Origination fees can be kind of steep on FHA loans. You'll pay interest and fees over the life of the loan. So every month when you borrow $600 and then $600 more and then $600 more, if it's a 6% interest rate, then it's first month is 6% on $600. The next month is 6% on $1,200. The next month is 6% on $1,800. See how that can add up over time. You can certainly spend all of your equity. Your heirs will have to pay off the loan in order if they want to keep the home. So if you pass away and your estate sells the home or estate wants to keep the home, they're going to have to pay it off. Um, getting a reverse mortgage can complicate being able to pass some equity in your home on to your children. But the reality is, uh, I think um, reverse mortgages can be a good product for certain people. My suggestion is that you check with at least two or three lenders. My suggestion is that you talk to your financial advisor, uh, your your tax lawyer, whoever it is that gives you financial advice, and you make sure that that reverse mortgage is right for you. In some cases, it is the only option people have for being able to stay in their homes, and it, it is a, a government-insured product. I'm not saying that means that it's good, but it is obviously something that the U.S. government believes is worth insuring uh, because I think they feel there's a real need out there for that. This segment of the show is brought to you by the law firm of O'Kelly and Sorahan. O'Kelly and Sorahan is a full service law firm of 25 offices throughout Metro Atlanta. They specialize in residential real estate closings, including home purchases, refinance closings, uh, corporate relocation and real estate contract review and title insurance matters. They can be reached by calling 770-497-1880. Hey, home buyer, are you afraid you can't move forward purchasing a home in today's market because the interest rate is so high? It makes sense, and the Federal Reserve says they're probably going to raise interest rates a few more times this year. Who knows whether or not that will be the case. So my guess is by the end of the year, it could be worse than it is today. Well, you need to learn about our interest rate offset. In today's market, we have the ability to calculate how much additional interest you'll pay over the rate you were quoted five or six months ago versus the rate you're quoted today. And then we go on a full-fledged campaign to help you save either off the purchase price of the house or in some type of seller concessions all of the additional interest you pay over a seven-year period. It's called interest rate offset. And if you want to learn more about that, it's simple. Call us at 770-497-0000 or go to gogaddisradio.com. Just say you want to learn about interest rate offset, and I will call you myself and we'll chat about it because I want to help those who need to get into a home but feel stuck. I want to help you be able to move forward. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back in our neighborhood spotlight, Milford Chase and Marietta is going to be featured. Also, what are the potential problems with basements and home inspections? Do you need one or can you do without one? We've got those subjects and more. Stick with us. We'll be back. <laughs> 